0: Aware of the unification of the sitting body posture and the knowing. Sensations and knowing. Concurrent. If there's sensations, there's knowing. And knowing is there when there's something to be known. So just feeling both the elemental nature of sitting, the physical component, and the mental component of pure knowing, affectionate awareness. And whatever feels at this moment to be the center of your being, focusing on some sensation there. And from the deepest stream of intention, just with the whisper, of a word calling up metta, metta, metta metta-brahmavihara. Abiding in whatever the felt sense experiences at that sense of your center. Without judgment or expectation. and calling up Karuna also from the deepest stream of intention. Like deep thought, or pure thought, may Karuna arise. May my heart rest in Karuna, with the sense then of just leaning back into the field. Care, compassion for every cell of your of our being, your own, and then when you radiate out to all others. But for the moment, just getting to know it close at hand, in the sense of your center, chest or belly. May mudita, enduring our empathetic joy, arise, and resting in the abiding of whatever felt, sense, sensation, emotions, mental states appear with no intention to change or control. Just do this once or twice more. See if you can sense the flavor of each one. And then according to your nature here and now, Just choose one to abide in, to fill your own sense of being, body, emotion, mental being. And then to either radiate out in unspecified directions, staying within your depth, Go beyond your reach, just pulling back to where you can feel the edges of that radiation and feel held, feel protected within that field. And then accordingly, as you find useful, you may use particular images that evoke or mirror the metta connection. images of being are beings that evoke the the care and compassion. And those images are felt sense beings that evoke that in deep innate enduring joy that appreciates, that celebrates wherever there be, happiness and delight. The longer one rest, the longer we abide and grow one of these. As Michelle said last night, they all grow. So see which one feels like your portal, your doorway for now. In the last uh, ten minutes, I invite you to experiment with the sense of this abiding Brahmavihara practice. At this time in the retreat, the sense of out there may dissolve into this timelessness and immeasurabil- immeasurability. The nature of the Brahmavihara is having no no limit. And therefore, you may have a felt sense of receiving. Michelle and I speak of um, receptive awareness. So the felt sense of the affectionate awareness of metta and the compassionate, awareness of karuna and the joyous or appreciative awareness of mudita. In the abiding, can you also experience this reciprocal flow or current that comes to us, arises within us, but also the sense of we're receiving it. And that whoever comes to mind, whatever elemental nature, forests and streams, beaches, groups of beings, can you experience them as all within us. Everything happening here, not out there, is in this simple abiding. Like listening to a symphony, letting all the flavors and scents of these Brahmaviharas enter and nurture like a nectar the core of our being. Practice questions this morning. Okay. I think you said yesterday, Steve, that uh, the practice takes care of itself. Yeah. So, as not attached but connected beings, could you briefly say <laughs> what the most skillful way we have to be in the world? <laughs> My immediate response is to the, the, the way you, you are right now.
1: Certainly, express a lot of gratitude for um, to both of you for your uh, wisdom and knowing how much hot water and cold water and sets to put in the, um, water for us all to be in this boat together and um, being in the boat and not knowing what um, will arise. Um, I'm experiencing some really sweet uh, healing. And uh, we've said it several times, but one time yesterday, Steve, we said, you know, feeling uh, is healing. So there's something that's arising that I just want to, like, clarify, because I... Um, in hearing that the mirror... Enemy of compassion is grief and sorrow. And I get that. Um, at the same time, it, from my own experience, it's essential to feel grief. Mm-hmm. And I heard you say that, you know, when you were talking about slather. Um, and at the same time, I can, I, uh, the conditioning in the mind to attach to it, seeing that if the near enemy of compassion is grief and sorrow, and somehow it's not okay to feel grief. And I know Michelle, you said, you know, like the far end of meta is, is anger, and we need, to, we need to feel, we need to feel anger, we need to feel, we need to feel. So I just wanted to, um, I guess, clarify or make sure that that's, um, that you're not saying, that when grief arises, right. we shouldn't
0: feel it. Right. And, you know. it uh, enemies is a strong word, <laughs> and it's the direct translation. It's better to hear it in the Pali. So sometimes I, I say the masquerade mm. of metta, the masquerade what can look like compassion, masquerades of equanimity and, and um, empathetic joy. And then the opposites are clear. And, and we do need to know both. This is exactly as, as, as Sam just proposed, you know. How, how can we feel connected with everything, all dhammas, pleasant, unpleasant, sweet and sour, happy and unhappy states, um, but not be attached? So, feeling is healing, is so when we can make a shelter for our grief and feel the grief and mourn mindfully. If we're attached to it, we'll ne- it'll always be a karmic knot. Until we can purely f- feel it, and then there's this healing that happens, and then gratitude arises Yes. Uh, I
2: think they have something else to say, I need a minute.
0: Um. You take all the time you want. <laughs>
2: The mindfulness is a is a truly non-judgmental awareness, and whether we are able to have that vichara, where we're, the attention actually can connect with what's happening, um, or the attention numbs, or steps back, or distances by fantasy or thought it's like um, the more you learn that you can be interested in that process rather than judge it that it's not personal um, gives us much more permission to explore so that's what we're encouraging is that um Knowing that, that often, if we really connect with an emotion, <laughs> that, you know, we're going to feel it, and that often it's messy, it's not going to be like we have this perfection of metta, of mindfulness that that and that um, by having the courage to feel it, and often get lost in it, that we will be able to, it's like an entry point to seeing it more clearly by as we've suggested kind of going in coming out and and a peak experience is when you're inside anything inside a sound inside an emotion inside a body sensation but you're understanding it from the inside um and that that is just this practice of of stepping out going in stepping out going in and and not to have a sense that's any of this is an ideal state that it will be in flux i don't know if that so you know grief is usually a doorway into compassion Mm -hmm.
0: and and the wisdom side also shows us that the the impermanent nature of all these states it isn't one grief that we feel when there's a loss or hurt it's moments of grief Mm -hmm. [3] and some of those moments we're going to be attached to, are going to take us into a story, and it's, it'll be sticky. Other of, of these moments, because of your the depth of your intention and the purity of purpose of, and of practice, it's just going to be grief, and you're not going to self-reference it. And that's where the healing is. And,
2: and another way to phrase this, because I think that it, it's so important to know that the reason that we often won't connect Is because we're afraid to hurt And so like that As you go through this process Of, of, of unwinding And unbinding You know it is like the uh, If you had a knot You know when you try to pull on it It just gets tighter Or if you have a flower opening You, you can't rip the petals open You have to Have to trust that Opening from the inside A knot or a flower um, That part of that process Is opening to the pain That we didn't want to feel And that that it's learning that feeling is okay The retreat that I described last night in my talk in Australia um, was the first time I did a really long loving kindness retreat and um, the conditions I tried to describe were a bit <laughs> difficult but um, I didn't add one thing in on it that was quite interesting which it was a convent and there was a priest that um, was living downstairs from the room I was in that I always had to have a window open and he had just gotten a puppy that he trained verbally day and night. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> and the dog's name is so burned into every cell, nerve cell into my being. The dog's name was Fritz. And so, Fritz, 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 this was going on all the time. Fritz, Fritz, Fritz. Fritz. <laughs> and the only time there was any relief was when he took the dog for a walk. And uh, I was just mentioning this because sometimes we don't realize that equanimity is developing as we're doing the loving-kindness practice because we all have a kind of Fritz. Like, it might be physical pain, it might be, you know, some grief. or You know, what? That there's something that we will think is just like just go away already, and then I can feel meta, but what was such an interesting feedback system for me in that process would be there were, were times when there was enough energy and i i wasn't i was the meta was flourishing uh, and there were other times where I just wanted to kill that dog, and I really like I, it was just like this range between. Oh, you know, And it was really the priest, but it was just that sound of fritz, 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 fritz. And it was just this feedback system that was amazing because there would be a certain point where I just would feel that aversion take over and I couldn't work with it, and I'd have to stand up and wait and then go for a walk and um, keep with it and keep with it. So I just wanted to encourage you to see that those things that we keep thinking are interrupting or bothering us is actually, it's just a feedback system for our own equanimity and that the equanimity will develop as you go through this process. It does, it does take care of itself. But try to, if when you get to those frustration places, you know, know that that's all part of the um, process. It's not, it's not a bad thing.
0: The, the equanimity has been developing from the very first day. So by the time we finally actually give a talk on it, which will probably be on Friday night, yeah. it'll just sound yeah. familiar to you.
1: <laughs> really?
0: It'll be affirming. Well, yes. It's always been there.
2: And you're, you know, it's it's just a great retreat. You know, you're all doing really well. So please keep going. It It's... Um I know when it's difficult, you know how many minutes and seconds are left on the retreat, and when it's going well, you've already planned <laughs> your next retreat. So it's it's just to know that that's that happens, and uh, it's really going. So you're cooking, cooking, cooking. So thank you for your practice, and we have interviews today. So I hope you've checked the board. Have a good day of practice.